It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. And the show rolls on. We love talking to guys that have expertise in the world of philanthropy and character and leadership. And this guy certainly fits those uh, those monikers with uh, his job title as character coach. I love that. He's a character coach. This is Sean Pugh. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Adam? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. You are the character coach for the Purdue Boilermaker football team. Right. I guess my official title is director of player development. But, yeah, character coach is also another name that I go by. But official title is director of player development. We've done uh, player development with um, a lot of teams and uh, that's a big issue is character and integrity um, so is that is that uh, something that's not on your card character coaches is that just something how you that's how you explain what player development is to people that don't know what player development is. yes that is correct that is correct actually at Western Kentucky my title was character coach it was the official title but in the in the change when uh, 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 coach Brom invited me to come up here and be on staff um, they, they changed the title I don't really care what they call me <laughs> As long as I get to get to do what 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 I'm I'm very fortunate to do, and that's help develop men. So, and that's what player development is, because mm-hmm. a lot of people when they hear the term player development, mm-hmm. uh, common sense would tell you develop players. Mm-hmm. So you'd think strength, conditioning, right. Right. speed, right. Um, talent on the field, mm-hmm. but it actually player development is about everything off the field about becoming better men Mm -hmm. better students Mm -hmm. and preparing for the future and that's why character coach uh, makes so much sense so let's start with Sean Pugh with what you did uh, you're fairly young man what you what you did starting at Western Kentucky University as a character coach what would you do there okay yeah um, so I I, uh, you know I played football at Western Kentucky graduated um, in 2007 can I interrupt you real quick Mm -hmm. The Hilltoppers. Mm-hmm. What is that mascot? That <laughs> that red. It's a red dot. Yeah. What, what, how would you describe it? And what is it? Well, if you look at his head, it looks like a top of a hill. So, <laughs> it, so that's uh, that's the best way to describe Big Red. But some say the, we- Are you the serious. The, yeah, the Western spirit. Uh, but his head is top of the hill, and that's what it's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he, he whether he's a, you know, he, he, he he's just Big Red. Big red is big red, not a he, not a she. It's big red. <laughs> it's big red. It's yeah, like a big red dot. Yes. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember. I'm old enough to remember a cartoon character called the Shmoo. Yeah. Do you uh-huh. remember the Shmoo? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it. Okay, bit, yeah. the Shmoo is kind of like big red, right. but he's red, and the Shmoo's <laughs> just a white ghost figure. Right. It, it. What's funny about it is, you either as a kid you either love him or you hate him. So as an adult, everybody loves him. You know, nationally, people love him, but, uh, but. You know, sometimes you see kids running away from him because they don't know what what Big Red is, and <laughs> he's kind of scary. Yes, yeah, sometimes, it, sometimes he he grows on he, he Big Red grows on people sometimes. Well, Big Red is uh, in the national spotlight mm-hmm. almost every year with that Capital One mascot yeah, yeah, search. So there's only 
you know, 20 or so mascots mm-hmm. that get featured in the mascot search right. that Capital One does in Big Red. Western Kentucky's always there. I'm sure there's people on the West Coast that are like, what is that red thing? <laughs> it is. Get that. We get that all the time. People say, what, what, is, what is that? What is that? What is, what is that big red thing you guys, you guys had, you guys had at, at Western Kentucky or, or uh, what is a hilltopper? You know, and I'm an alum of there, you know, so uh, I love, I love, you know, the university that I graduated from and played football at and, uh, they were very good to me there. So, so as a character coach at Western mm-hmm. with the football team, mm-hmm. what are the, some of the some of the things you did for the guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, what I did was uh, I was in in charge of spiritual development. Uh, if that's something that the guys want, we don't force that on anyone. I was also a pastor there in the area, um, but we uh, you know we have a fellowship of Christian athletes that was on campus. Um, uh, sometimes guys just have questions about that, and I help them do that. Um, one of the things that uh, that I also did is I was in charge of all the community service, um, really getting out in the community, serving the community, all social classes. Um, it, it doesn't matter. We're, we're trying to make an impact in the community. Um, uh, also, I helped with the life skills development. You know how to how to how to budget your money, how to um, you know purchase a car uh, when you're looking for an apartment, things like that. The things that you need to do, you need to know how to do when you're done playing college football when you're done being a student athlete uh so that's what that was the bulk of what i did in overall counseling i did a lot of counseling for players and coaches not just not just players but coaches too i'm just i was just a resource kind of a big brother to the players and and uh a a counselor for coaches as well so when you mentioned community service yeah uh, let's dive into some of those projects um i'm sure you had the guys working with elementary school kids reading to them maybe what are some of the projects you did with the guys yes um so um i'll first kind of tell you what our mentality is here at purdue about serving the community okay we want to serve everyone all right and we want to do that a lot one of the things you'll notice you'll see some stuff on social media some stuff you won't see most of what we do people don't see it and i'm gonna tell you why we think it's very important for our guys to be men and uh you know being a man has something to do with knowing how to serve and to serve for the right reasons serving without expecting nothing in return serving without any attention we believe that's important in 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 being a man that you serve for the right reasons you serve because you want to pour into that kid not so you can get get a social you know something on social media not even, and it's not a bad thing to 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 be able to put something on your resume as well there's nothing wrong with that but we want to make sure that we we we're trying to develop the right heart as well and we want to make sure our guys serve for the right reason so that's our our mentality on serving and we do we do things that nobody knows we do except for the kids there or we'll do things like build something nobody knows that we did that right well, that's 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 what we're committed to doing but you know some of the things that we've done here at Purdue I've been here since uh since January um sometime in late January um we've done Salvation Army okay they have a uh, they have a youth night there so we go there play dodgeball with the kids and oh and, no yeah. wait a minute you got you got a middle linebacker right. that can bench press 400 pounds yes. playing dodgeball with a little kid yeah we sometimes have to tell our guys hey back off a little bit because you know we're competitors you know and yeah. you got them beaming the ball or throwing the ball as hard as they can sometimes and then they back off but it's fun the kids love it uh the people love it they have a great time i'm uh remembering that skit with peyton manning and saturday night live <laughs> exactly when he's throwing right. the ball at those kids as hard as he can we've had to tell our guys to back off they forget sometimes like oh yeah we're, we're playing we're playing a uh, dodgeball with kids they just get in that mode and they get competitive but uh 
we've we've gone to uh, many elementary schools around here. We'll be a part of Read Across America, you know, reading to kids. Um, we'll, we'll we'll go to the Boys and Girls Club, which also ends in in uh, dodgeball usually. <laughs> um, uh, 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 like I said, uh, we do a lot of things with reading to kids. Um, we've uh, also here's another thing that we we we've done and we just started this year. We the Special Olympics started a the local Special Olympics has flag football now and across the state actually. So, you know, just developing a relationship with the people from Special Olympics, you know, they said, hey, we just started flag football, and you know, we came up with the idea and saying, hey, why don't we do a free clinic for 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 the Special Olympics to teach them, you know, because they they've only had I think this is the second year they've had flag football. Let's teach your participants some drills, some things like that. So we had a, a Saturday where we invited uh, the whole you know Special Olympics participants participants across the whole state to come to our facility up on the practice field, and we did a two hour clinic with the with the Special uh, Special Olympics participants. Oh, that's great! Oh, it was phenomenal. It was so much fun. It was a blast, and seeing those. Seeing those smiles on the, on on the on the kids' faces and seeing our guys just really really get into it and really celebrate with the uh, with these participants, not just kids. You know, Special Olympics is not just kids; it's yeah. you know uh, adults too. So seeing seeing the smiles and seeing the joy, I mean that that's what it's all about. I, I mean, you can't that, that's what it's all about. We've done a lot of uh, reporting and work with the Special Olympics mm-hmm. and uh, love what what they do internally and love what they do for people that work with them that maybe don't uh, aren't exposed to them a lot like mm-hmm. you said seeing one of those mm-hmm. uh, Olympians smile mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's so great to work with them yeah. uh, did you say this was the first time you did it yes and is there going to be is mm-hmm. this an annual event because yeah. I would love to cover that oh yeah most definitely we're gonna do it every year uh, you know every year I, I mean is, is uh, hopefully I, hopefully I can keep fooling people and, and and convincing them to keep me around here but as long as, <laughs> as long as as long as I'm here and I'm not saying I'm the you know the the, the get I don't get it I'm not saying I get all the credit but as long as I'm here I'm gonna we're gonna make sure that we didn't coach Brom he spoke to the kids you know he uh he uh he 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 took the time as well to do that and and made it important and uh it was just a, it was a great thing but we're, we're gonna do it every year and I'll make sure that you know about it let me know because yeah. I'll uh uh, a, I'll be there just to help yeah, and support. Yeah, B, I'll bring my microphone yes. and we'll we'll talk to uh, some of the kids. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to some of the special athletes, and mm-hmm. we'll talk to the the Purdue players as well, and just cover the whole day. Yeah, that I you know that that's what we're what we're trying to do. That's a part of our development. Another aspect, you know, we go speak to kids at alternative schools too. We go to speak to kids at. Uh, you know some uh, mental health facilities as well some some kids that often people forget about or have made mistakes at a young age we want to try to pour into them and say you know what you can you can turn that around you can turn that around you can you can uh, you can go a different route you know some people come from different situations they're surrounded by certain things and sometimes mistakes are made or whatever it may be but we have guys that have made mistakes here okay and they're the first one, and that's the great thing. They want to go to those schools, alternative school or whatever it may be, to talk to those kids, tell their story about how they made a mistake, but how they turned it around, and look mm-hmm. where they are now. You know, yeah. so we're we're very adamant about doing things like that, and we'll do things like go out to Riverfest and the kids race, things like that. We try to do so many different things. It's crazy. It's random. I'm not the most organized individual. I'm kind of a free spirit, I guess you could say. Um, but it's crazy. It's all over the place. But the, believe it or not, there is a method to the madness. We want to make sure we make an impact on all social classes. We want to make sure that we're 
we're, we're, we put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. So it's not about us. It's about them. Okay. And, and I think that's a part of being a man. I think that's a part of growing. I think that's, that's, that's what needs to be done in development aspect. Sean Pugh is our guest. He's the director of player development for Purdue University football, the Boilermakers. You were uh, a defensive lineman at Western Kentucky. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, offensive I'm, line. I wasn't that athletic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can look at you and guess you were some sort of lineman. I was smart. Um, so smart offensive linemen are smart. The so. O-line <laughs> is definitely smarter than the defensive <laughs> <Exactly>. line. <laughs> uh, at Western Kentucky, a football background, a pastor, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual background, and now you work with college football players on how to develop them as young men mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. And we love hearing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that's so important. One thing you said that jumped out at me is talking about social media mm-hmm. and uh, doing things for the right reasons. Uh, there are a lot of people, football players or otherwise, who who I'm not going to say they only do good works so they can get a like on mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's so uncommon and um, commendable that you do things with these with these guys with this team and you do it with the exact purpose of not putting it on social media (laughs) because that sends a message to the guys Mm -hmm. we're not doing this so you can get a like on Facebook or get another follower on Twitter Mm -hmm. Uh, we're doing this for the right reasons Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic tell me the genesis of sort of how that idea came about is that something from your office is that something coach Brom uh it's important to him how does mm-hmm. that that's that's very uncommon Sean mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's both uh I mean you know it's all heads one thing is it's all hands on deck here um it's it's all of us putting our heads together to to come up with these things you know like I said some sometimes it's good for things to be out there for awareness too so I'm not sure. saying it's totally and also you know people want to see that we're serving the community that yeah. that inspires people so there's Absolutely. great things and and, and and uh, um, uh, I have to do a better job of telling our social our, our uh, social media people here when we're doing things because I, I kind of go and I got to get better at that. But, um, uh, you know, like I said, purposely we'll do those things because we want to make sure our guys have the right heart. We want to make sure that we'll purposely not want any, any, anything there. No cameras. I won't allow the guys to bring their cameras either or their phones or anything. Um, that's just we you know we trying to we're trying to uh we talk about being men we want guys that are salt of the earth type of people that preserve life wherever they go where people get better right because they're in the room not on a conceited level or anything like that but because you want to see people get better right so when you you know people say things like that that's what we're trying to develop well that sounds great well how do you do that well we believe it starts in the heart so when you you develop that right heart when you when you start to serve for the right reasons that that's changing the heart right there, making sure your heart's right. And you know when your heart's right, that controls everything else, you know. So that's a part of it. We're not just committed to, to, to developing good, good, great football players. We're trying to great, develop great men, husbands, fathers, um, co-workers. And honestly, Adam, you're part of that. You being here is a part of that, you know. That's what we're, we, you, you know, what your presentation or I, I hate to call it, what you share, that helps developing hearts for our guys it helps them in their development you know and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to make sure that we comp- we help develop a complete man and look we have great guys on our team great men on our team but you know you're either getting better or you're getting worse that's what I always say but um we're just committed to making sure that when our guys graduate or when they leave they're done playing college ball that they don't move back home with their parents and then try to figure out what they're going to do next if that happens Adam if that happens 
we failed them and we used them. Okay, and I'm I hate to say this, but too many times that's happening in in sports today. Yeah, kids are being used. You know, and uh, we're trying to make sure that we're trying to do our best to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, it was an honor to be here and speak with uh, the Purdue football team about uh, decision-making and social media, uh, something I'm passionate about. Uh, Sean Pugh is our guest. Before I let you go, um, let's talk about a success story, maybe one of your teammates mm-hmm. from when you played um, or a player under you when you were a player development director. Um, name a guy, uh, an exact guy, first and last name, putting you on the spot, mm-hmm. who has come through under you or, or beside you as a player and now this this person is in the real world, as we call it, uh, doing good works. Maybe it doesn't matter really what his job, his or her job is, or if they own a company, or if they're the 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 bottom uh, low level worker at the company they're at. Um, share with us uh, someone you've worked with or played with uh, that has that character you're talking about that's out in the real world right now. Who is this person? You know what? It's it's a name that probably people will know pretty pretty easily right now, but without a doubt, Force Lamp, who is just got drafted in the second round to the uh, San or not San Diego anymore, but the L.A. Chargers. Okay. Um, I'm I can't take credit for him. He he's a special individual. I, I will you know we all helped him develop, and I've had the privilege of being a part of his life. Um, uh, seeing. You know, a lot of people don't know his background, that he comes from a rough background, and he's had to work really hard to get where he where he is. But you know, he's the type of guy that would take his um, scholarship money and his Pell Grant money, things like that, save it and bought his own car, his third year in college, with his own money, pays his own insurance, taking care of himself. You know, for I don't know, that hardest worker. Uh, he's a guy that I actually have the privilege of had the privilege of baptizing. You know, things oh, like yeah. Cool. So, you know, a guy that that I was just I I I, I will I, you know just off the top. You know, I because I've been doing it so long. There's been so many guys. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I can't take credit for you know who they've become or anything like that. But only can give thanks that I was able to help in some type of way. But he is definitely one that. Um, that I spent a lot of time with, and and we all did. Every, it's not just me; it's all the coaching staffs yeah. that he played for as well. I mean, he. But he's a special individual. He's a special individual. And yes, he's a great football player. But if 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 you look to his background, you probably ask all the NFL scouts. You know everything they found out about this. Cause like, oh my gosh, you know, a lot of people don't know this. But the fact that he's doing what he's doing now, it's not about the NFL. He was going to be successful whether he didn't make it to the NFL or not. So that's one. Well, for our national audience, if your team is playing the Chargers and Forrest Lamp is the guy that beats your team, um, you can hate him as a football player, but just know that deep down he's a really good guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> Great guy. You can, yeah, you, you can dislike him as a player, but I'll tell you what, if, you, if you're around him for more than, for more than three minutes, you're, you'll be like, oh, man. I wouldn't rather get beat by anybody else. <laughs> and for uh, for Charger Nation listening right now, you got a good one. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean Pugh, our guest, uh, player development director for the Purdue University football team, the Boilermakers. Uh, so glad you took the time to come on the show. Uh, tell us what you do and how you work with young men to make them better people. Uh, we'd love to have you back on the show in the future to update us on uh, your programs and your initiatives here at Purdue. Oh, I would love to anytime. All I right. appreciate you. Sean, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. 
Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. And we are live in Auburn, Alabama, at the University of Auburn. Or, you know what, when, I, when you're an out-of-towner, you don't know which way it is. Is it Auburn University? Auburn University. Now, is there some sort of penalty, some sort of war eagle penalty, because I got that backwards? A little bit. I will tell you this. I went to Purdue University. Mm-hmm. There, half the country calls it the University of Purdue. Okay. And I look at them the way you exactly just looked at me. <laughs> I'm Adam Ritz, and we're at Auburn University with Chris Lucas. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Good. How are you, Adam? Uh, it's fantastic to have you back on the show. We've had you on before to talk about the Auburn man, how you work with the young men uh, here on campus uh, to talk about issues ranging from integrity, care character, philanthropy, charity, giving back to the community. We bring you on the show now to highlight one of those community service efforts. What do you got from the Auburn man, Chris? Yeah, uh, yesterday was Auburn's third annual IFC philanthropy skeet shoot at the Lower Wetumpka Shotgun Sports Club in Wetumpka, Alabama. Uh, We raised about uh, $3,000 for the Duffner Foundation, uh, which uh, addresses families in East Alabama with food insecurity. I just love your accent. And to talk about giving guns... Uh, to a group of people for an initiative to raise uh, funds and awareness. Skeet shooting, let's get a a detail about what that entails. I mean, is it um, just like you'd see in a movie, pull, and somebody shoots out a clay disc? It is precisely like that, and the Shotgun Sports Club has 14 holes arranged on an old golf course uh, where you get six shots or eight shots uh, per hole. And so the uh, skeet is little clay targets. Uh, and you say pull, and they launch, and you shoot. So on a par five, are you standing like where the tee box used to be? or not how's, What do you mean? A, not necessarily a par. So if there's one that's, uh, uh, say it's marked number four, and it says report pair, a report pair means you say pull each time uh, one launches. Now, if it's just a pair, that means it launches two at a time. Uh, but if it's four and it's a report pair, you get eight shots at four skeet. Is there? I'm, I'm getting this golf course image in my head. So if you're on a on a fairway shooting down the fairway, does that mean there's someone on a fairway shooting towards you on the other fairway? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this particular course, all 14 holes are arranged with their backs to one another, so it kind of goes okay. in a loop. I was going to uh, say, you don't want to slice. You do not want to uh, slice. It's about a thousand-acre piece of property, too, so there's not a whole lot of danger. And uh, you use, uh, you use target, shoot, uh, target spread shoot in the shotgun, uh, which, don't get me wrong, it would probably hurt uh, if you got a little scatter, but it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't do a whole bunch of damage. Okay, and the uh, money raised, how, how much did you say? About $3,000. Fantastic. And um, my attention span fails me. It was for eating disorder? Yeah, or? For the, uh, it's for the Duffner Foundation. Uh, Will Duffner, a uh, big-name golfer uh, from this area, uh, he has a local foundation that supports families with food insecurities in East Alabama. Uh, basically, it's a foundation uh, that plugs people in with food banks and gets them the resources they need. Okay, so feeding the homeless, feeding the poor, food insecurities. Yes. Uh, is that, okay, that, that, you just uh, educated me on a food insecurity. I always think for some reason it triggered in my head like an eating disorder or something like that. So food insecurities, giving back, uh, helping families find nutrition is what this is all about. And you guys raised three grand for that foundation. What is the um, 
Name of the foundation again, and I bet it's just a .org on the end of it so we can find it. Duffner Foundation. Duffner. So I, if, at the minimum, if we Google Duffner Foundation, we'll find the .org and be able to go on there, maybe see some uh, pictures of the Auburn men shooting mm-hmm. skeet, and uh, we'll be able to donate as well to get that number a little higher. Absolutely, man. All That'd right, Chris Lucas, it's a pleasure to see you again. I met you five, six years ago at a conference. We've grown up together in this world of uh, college philanthropy. Uh, anything around the bend on the horizon for uh, Auburn University and the world of community service? Uh, well, uh, yeah, we do a big spring event uh, with our chapters as well, and our chapters generally have uh, most of their larger fundraisers for philanthropies in the spring as well. So uh, traditionally, uh, our fraternities and sororities combined raise over a million dollars a year here at Auburn. Uh, we've got 52 different organizations uh, contributing to that total, and so we're looking to hit that number again this year uh, and hopefully uh, create opportunities for our students to learn about the organizations they're supporting through that. Fantastic stuff. Always a pleasure to be on campus. It's beautiful here. If anybody listening across the country is thinking about sending their kid uh, to a wonderful institution, please check out Auburn University. You won't be disappointed. So glad to be back, and thank you for the War Eagle hospitality. It's Chris Lucas. We'll have you back again if you want. Awesome. War Eagle, Adam. How you doing? This is Kip Vickers from the 2000 Super Bowl champion Ravens, and you're listening to The Adam Rich Show. And the show rolls on from Statesboro, Georgia. We're at Georgia Southern University. Duh. And I'm here with our special guest, don't tell me, Chandler Avery. And you're a member of a what organization? Uh, Phi Sigma Kappa Fraternity. Phi Sigma Kappa. They nickname you the Phi Caps? Phi Sig? Phi Sig. Phi Sig. And uh, we're here to talk about philanthropy and um, uh, charity work, benefits. Uh, what do you guys do to make this planet a better place? Well, our philanthropy is uh, Special Olympics. That's our nationwide. And um, our colony here at Georgia Southern, which has about 30 members, um, actually just put on a barbecue event at one of the local churches and through the states per outreach, we actually raised over a thousand dollars for Special Olympics. Our uh, year-long goal is two thousand, um, and that will, able, will enable us to sponsor a kid from Special Olympics of Bullock County to go to the Special Olympic Games in the summer. So we're really excited and on pace for that goal this year. That's fantastic, and that is the national. Um, philanthropy for Phi Sigma Kappa? That's correct. Special Olympics, and you get involved here in Statesboro with the Special Olympics. Now, how, how does um, that work, I guess, with details, with uh, organiz- organization? Uh, is there somebody in your chapter that has to meet with the Special Olympics uh, executive directors to plan this, or do you just show up at a church with some pork and barbecue and sell it and have a good time and make money and just hand them a check? Well, we actually have a philanthropy chair um, her, um, who works closely with the uh, Special Olympics of Bullock County, and uh, we kind of have the planning for the event. Um, our event, we started coming up with ideas back in August, um, starting to plan for this week. Uh, but not only is our outreach just in donating money, we actually also work with the organization here in Bullock County to actually give volunteer service. So coming up in the next few weeks, we'll actually go out to uh, Bullock County Special Olympics and event and volunteer for the event. So our kind of our our outreach is not only in fiscal terms but also in manpower and volunteer terms. Do you have to cook the pig? We actually bought um, <laughs> all the butts and put them on the smoker about seven o'clock the night before the event and 
smoked them all the way till about four o'clock the day of the event. Um, made all the baked beans by hand, coleslaw by hand. Everything was all handmade by the uh, 30 members of our fraternity. What was the feedback on the best uh, part of the meal? Was it the coleslaw? I'm a big slaw fan, but if that if that pig butt is right, uh, it was the pork everything definitely. was phenomenal. The pork was definitely what got the most uh, most positive feedback, but uh, everything in general went really well. And you're telling me that this was the way you're telling the story. This is the first annual. Was this the first time? Yes, sir. We are since we're a colony. We're only two years old here on campus, but just the fact that we've able to reach thousand dollars as our goal is tremendous. And so we hope that this will be a second annual coming up soon and continue that tradition many years down the road here. Well, as you grow with the fraternity and your chapter and uh, you become an alumni and a decade goes by, maybe two decades go by, you'll be able to tell the story of how you started this with your fraternity chapter and how this thing has grown into. I've seen this type of activity that becomes a campus staple, maybe in the county, like you say, Bullitt County, uh, Statesboro, everybody in the area will know this one day a year is the day you got to go get a, a pork and slaw sandwich from the Fisigs. Uh, because it's going to raise money for Special Olympics. Did I say that wrong? Is FISIG? FISIG is okay? For the FISIG, because it's going to raise money for Special Olympics. And, you know, a decade from now, it could be twenty-five grand, maybe $40,000 raised. So you'll be able to tell the story about how you started it. Absolutely, and that's what we look forward to as we progress to get our charter and uh, build from there. So we're here with Chandler Avery, uh, Phi Sigma Kappa member at Georgia Southern University. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun now. Tell me something about this campus that uh, maybe our listeners on the West Coast don't know uh, about. Well, you probably know that uh, we uh, beat uh, Florida Gators back in 2013 in the swamp. Um, <laughs> but that wasn't the first to Georgia Southern. We've actually won six national championships in FCS, and uh, that's most of any Division I AA school. And uh, here we are in our second year of Sunbelt and looking to try and get our second Sunbelt Conference championship. So we're making waves football and athletically-wise in our first little dip in Division One. So I won't mention the other schools that other people mention when you say football in the state of Georgia. Um, one is red and black, the school other the, the school in Athens, the other one in, in the city of Atlanta with the gold and the what navy blue and gold. Won't mention them. When we're talking football in the state of Georgia, you need to look out for the Georgia Southern Eagles. Chandler says Absolutely. Hail Southern, go Eagles. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.